What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode here on the Lure Lab. As always, I'm your host, the Captain Andrew Full, and today we have an exciting episode for you. We have Steve Mui coming on, and he is going to talk about the old ball and chain. And we're not talking about like wives and girlfriends here. We're talking about the Carolina rig. So it's going to be quite exciting. It's a technique that I personally absolutely suck at. I've caught maybe five or six fish on it ever. That's because I never throw it. Um, we hope you guys tuned in to last week's episode where we talked about winter tube fishing with Hayden Anderson. And that one was really good. He dove really deep into catching big Great Lakes smallmouth in it on the tube during the winter time. But I, I don't want to keep uh, bambling along here. So let's get Steve on. What's up, man? How what up? Yeah, good. How are you doing? You. Good. Good to see you. Pretty, your pretty face. <laughs> Here we go. We're talking about stuff not to say off. <laughs> come right in, dropping a hot line. Love it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So it's how's South on. Florida? It's good. It's good. Um, we're coming up into the spawn pretty heavy now, but there still are a lot of fish um, staging, and they're actually schooling up pretty good. So. When you called me and told me you wanted to do a Carolina rig episode, I was like, oh, perfect. And I happened to be actually catching him on a Carolina rig recently. So oh, it works fantastic. out. Yeah, that's yeah. great. So I guess we can dive right in, right? Like right. kind of shoot out what your setup is, rod, reel, and line. That right. Okay. So, I mean, I'm, I'm 100% floral guy. Um, uh, my main line will vary from 17 to 20 pound based on what I'm fishing. Um, I usually... You know, most of the time I'm using a 17 pound uh, mainline and a 15 pound leader. I like floral, floral. I know guys like some guys like to use mono for a leader, you know, keep the bait up a little bit supposedly, but I do floral, floral and I'll do uh, the 15 pound leader in case you like snag up or something. You don't lose your tungsten weight as often. And that's just cost effective. Um yeah, I like to use the longest rod I can get away with, which is I actually use a, a Dobbins 804C. It's their uh, Carolina rig special. I like the eight foot rod. Um, it's a little bit parabolic, but it's got a nice heavy backbone. And you need that because, you know, you're you're a lot you're making long casts and you want to pick up as, as much line as possible. I use a high speed reel is a eight to one, you know, um, and then besides that, you know, weight getting into like your weights i usually use anywhere from half to one ounce mm -hmm. the majority of the time i'm using like a half or five eighths and that's anywhere because i'm usually fishing fairly shallow for like an offshore type of deal i'm fishing you know 10 12 foot of water so you don't need like a, a one ounce but if you're fishing super deep like i i um i've had ex some experience up north fishing smallmouth like you know 25 foot plus you know and i like to throw like a one ounce then it sounds like champlain smallmouth or oneida yeah yeah, yeah. got it oneida Let, let's backtrack a little bit right like why is the gear ratio of the reel so important with the carolina rig is when they eat it i, I would assume it's because you have that long leader line yeah they got from like your weight to swivel is it because they run at you with it a lot of times when they eat it you gotta catch yeah it. and and you just want to pick up as much line as possible and that that high speed does turn um how do i say this the high speed is related to the hook set and um a lot of people that i've noticed a big mistake they do when they're fishing carolina rays they'll want to set the hook like a jig you know because they're thinking you know oh uh, it's a big hook or whatever and you just want to jack them but realistically i set the hook 
on a Carolina rig and just real, 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 real and pick up all that slack and you want to do like almost like a crankbait hook set, but like, like big obviously, sweep. yeah, a big sweep. That's why you like the eight foot rod and you're, you're pulling as hard as you can to the side, you know, and you're just picking up as much line as you can. Cause like you said, you know, that fish could have that bait, you know, here's your, here's your bait. And then your, your weights like way over here. So the fish could be swimming all over. And then you're trying to like, cause you're picking up the weight before you're picking up the hook. So yeah. Just keeping that straight tension and just reeling, 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 and just keeping that line tight is the biggest, the biggest thing. The hard sweep is the best hook set for a Carolina rig, in my opinion. Um, I do, I have seen a lot of guys, you know, they'll do the like that, I don't know, slack line hook set, like you would on a jig, I guess. And I feel like not, you would lose too many fish that way because you're not going to penetrate them at all. Yeah, and a lot of times when you do that, you're not even getting the hook to the fish at all. You're yeah. just pulling the weight. You know, because because your your line is not a your your line's attached with the swivel. So I mean, if the fish swims at you, you know, and you set the hook as hard as you can, like a slack, you might only move the hook like that much. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why you need that high speed reel, pick up Makes all that sense. line and the big rod too. Yeah. So let me ask you this one on the leader length, right? Like mm-hmm. you'll see some guys they'll throw like a five foot leader or whatever yeah. the legal requirement is in the state or max or the throw like a 12 to 18 inch leader. So when mm-hmm. do you go with a short leader on a Carolina rig and when do you use a longer one? So actually I've experimented with this a lot and generally I'll start with a shorter leader in um, colder water or dirtier water, you know, where the fish is theoretically the strike zone is smaller and I'll get to a longer leader in, in cleaner water, like say Oneida, I would use like a four foot leader, you know, because what a pain to cast. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's another thing why you got to use the eight foot rod, you know, but like those fish, they see a lot of stuff, you know, and, and just having your little bait, like way, way back from your weight is a little bit more natural presentation. And I just feel like in cleaner water, and warmer water, like I like a longer leader. So makes sense to me. So yeah. right now we're talking about like wintertime Florida mm-hmm. coming into the spawn. So Florida's basically ahead of everywhere else in the nation. As yeah. Well. So what are your favorite plastics to throw on a Carolina rig? Like let's talk cold water and the warmer water like you're in now. Is yeah, this so... relatively the same or does it vary? Yeah, well, when it's cooler down here, well, I mean, cold is relative, right? So the last week or week or two, you know, it's been, the water's been in the 60s, low 60s, you know, 60 to 65, you know, they're staging. I like to throw generally like a creature style bait, you know, because I feel like something more bulky, but slower moving. So I have been catching them actually on a uh, missile baits, the, the baby destroyer and the big destroyer. It's, it's got like a little bit of movement in it, but it's also, it's relatively just like a big size bait. So I like to throw that a lot in the, when it's like a little bit cooler, just to give them something, you know, more substantial to grab. Um, as it warms up, I'll move into like the longer, like, um, bigger worms type deals down here. Uh, I, I like to throw an old monster a lot on a Carolina rig. Hmm. That's fun to throw. Yeah. So, I mean, I just... As it warms up, you know, theoretically, like their metabolism speeds up. So they want a bigger, easier meal. And I just, I get into the, when it gets warmer, I like to throw like the bigger baits, like the old monsters. So, 
so now right now i've been catching them on the baby destroyer and then like when it was really cold which is again relative the water was 60 degrees i was catching them on a the missile 48 which is basically like a just like a little four inch senko almost just dragging it real slow on the bottom boring boring but effective yeah <laughs> i think that's one of the things that like we had the episode last week on winter tube fishing right and everyone looks past it now because it's boring it's in the past and i feel like the carolina rig is kind of that way as well it's just people are like ah i'm not throwing the old ball and chain around why would i do that i want to go catching power yeah. fishing or flipping grass and it could be way more effective at times just right and drag so it's kind of like a football jig to me i love well actually i was gonna football mention football. the football jig is it actually you can cover a little bit it sounds weird but you can i feel like you cover more water with it because with the carolina rig yeah because like you you fish a football jig you know you're you're moving around and you're hopping in or whatever even when you're like stroking or whatever but Carolina rig, you could just make a long cast and you could just sweep, sweep, and then you just feel like, I mean, just covering maybe it's, and covering maybe it's the same thing as a football jig, but I feel like it's more efficient covering water. Got it. It's yeah. more natural of a presentation too, because I mean, just think about like a little weightless plastic just moving around back there. You know, nothing tied to it really. So got it. So let's talk about like the potatoes of the rig, right? The weight, mm -hmm. and the bead. Are you a tungsten plastic, a brass and glass, or like a lead and glass plastic mix type of guy? Yeah, Which one I'm a hundred percent a tungsten weight guy, simply for the sensitivity and the, you know, cause it's compact, it sinks quickly and you could feel like I could tell the difference if I'm going over sand and then I get to like some shells and then I get into the muck bottom or whatever. You could feel all that. And that that's very key because a lot of the stuff I fish, you're not actually fishing like a rock pile because we don't really have rocks down here. You're fishing like the edge of a shell bed or that you know, I fish a lot of sand edges, which is literally sand, like a whole a sand, like a pile of sand next to like some muck and you can feel it. And you need that tungsten for that, that feel. And as far as like the beads go, I'm 100% against glass. I will never use glass because, for one, like it shatters and will cut your line. Um, that's the biggest reason I won't use it with tungsten. Um, I think it's a little bit better if people like brass with glass because it doesn't shatter it as often. But yeah. I just use, um, they actually make some rubber beads out there and tungsten beads. I mean, I, I just kind of mix it up. You know, I, I feel like I just use a tungsten bead most of the time. Uh, it's got to be real noisy, like the tungsten bead on tungsten. Yeah, it, yeah, definitely. I mean, I feel like it helps with your casting, too. I mean, maybe I might not. But I feel like if you have a bead of some sort on there, like um, if you just do like the tungsten weight to the swivel, your your weight has a tendency to like slide up your line when you make a cast. Whereas if you have something on there like a tungsten bead, I feel like it kind of holds it all together i don't i don't know it's at weird. least in my experience physics yeah. physics are weird yeah so, <laughs> you know a lot of people talk about like the weight setup and right but what probably the most important aspect from the carolina rig from what i've been reading is the hook mm -hmm. so kind of talk about the hooks real quick like a lot of things that i've seen have said like a two odd a three odd hook real thin wired like, yeah uh would be one that i would use that i have used is a owner j hook and like a right. three yacht 
So why is the hook the most important aspect of the Carolina rig? So I think the hook is most important, you know, obvious reasons is, you know, hooking the fish. But beyond that, I feel like the hook is very important in a Carolina rig because you don't want a hook that's too big and too thick because it's going to affect the action of your bait because your bait is not attached to anything. So if, if you're throwing something like a little worm or, you know, like a small creature bait and you want it to like move around naturally, you can't put a big, heavy, like five aught super line hook in there. You know, for one, it's going to affect your hookups, but for the more importantly, it's just going to affect the action. I definitely stick to like, what I would say like one size smaller of a hook than I would use like on a Texas rig. Got it. And then what is your favorite hook to use? So I've been playing around with a lot of different hooks. Um, the owner J hook, that's actually a very good hook. I actually like the um, Gamakatsu, the G finesse. The, it's, I think it's called the hybrid worm hook. Well, it's I, a, a similar shape. Yeah. I use that hook a lot for swimming a worm. It's a good hook. I like it. Yeah, it's that a very good hook. hook. Yeah, and it's it's got that slick coat. I was gonna say it's got the slick coat, so it helps with your hookups. But like, say for example, like a baby brush hog or like the baby destroyer. Normally, if I'm flipping that, like on a Texas rig, I'm using a four aught, right? On a Carolina rig, I'm throwing that with a three aught. You know, it, your back section of the bait has a little more plastic free flowing. So, and when they eat that thing, you're not you're usually not like setting the hook immediately. So you, you're letting them kind of get it a little bit. And, you know, you have that big rod, long line, you know, so you want the, you can let them eat that hook a little bit. That's why it's important to let them eat it and not slack line hook set them. And just kind yeah, of. for sure. So, so kind of like digress back to the hook set thing real fast. Like mm -hmm. when you feel a bite, you know, everyone's instant reaction is to set the hook, right? Right. So kind of walk walk us through like step-by-step step real fast how you would actually set the hook on a fish that eats a Carolina rig. Cause I think there's it's a huge yeah. misconception because people just want to jack them. So what do you do? Do you just sit there and like slowly grind them until you actually feel the weight of the fish or. Yeah. So actually my experience with the Carolina rig down here, at least um, I don't obviously like finicky smallmouth up North might be a little different, but They'll actually hold on to the bait for quite some time. So, like, what I like to do is just reel into them and then obviously make sure they're on there. Put a little pressure on them with just the reel and then sweep into them. Because, like, I've had times where, like, you go to put that little pressure on them and they'll spit it. And you could feel them spit it and then you'll start moving your bait again and it's gone. But that's when they come back and they eat it even better. I've experienced like, it's almost like, you know, you pulled it away from patient. them. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they're like, oh, my food's getting away. And they come back and eat it twice as hard. And that, I mean, it's just like, and also when we're throwing like the old monster and it goes back to like me using a smaller hook, I use a four aught only on that thing when Carolina regain it because it helps it flow better. So like, you don't want to set the hook right away in case, you know, it has, that's a 10 and a half inch worm in a case it only has like half of the worm in its mouth you know you want to make sure it has it but also like i've experienced is if you start pulling the bait slowly away from them they'll just chop down on it twice as hard most of the time they don't want it to get away because they, they, they think it's food you know yeah someone's coming over trying to grab your french fries out of your hand you're you're gonna snatch them back you know so we got two questions left for you right okay you know, quick straight to the point so right we kind of already covered 
where you throw the Carolina rig, but I'm, I want to mm-hmm. dive a little bit deeper into it. How do you know when fish are set up? Like if you're graphing a lake, like how can you tell fish are set up in a way that you think the only presentation they will eat is a Carolina rig? So um, obviously when fish are, you know, they seem like they're aggressive on my graph anyways, when I'm side scanning, they'll start to look like, I don't know how to explain it other than like, I call them puffer fish. So like, they'll look like more like puffy than like glued to the bottom. And do you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen it where they look like, they look like they're puffed up like little clouds. Yeah. And that's usually for whatever reason, I don't know if they're just like slightly off the bottom. So they're throwing like a slightly bigger shadow, but they they're more active. And then also when they're more grouped together, at least for the fish I fish for, if they're more grouped together and they're like that puffy look, you know, you're going to catch them. So like, you, you could throw most baits in there, but like when they're a little bit more spread out and they don't look as, you know, like off the bottom and active is like really when I feel like the Carolina rig shines because you could cover a bunch of like going back to like covering water, you know, you might instead of like 30 fish in an area, you have only like eight or 12 of them, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're moving that bait and it's a natural presentation. So you're, you're getting that bait across more fish, you know? Do you feel like the Carolina rig has drawing power? Like it brings fish to you kind of sometimes? I definitely think it does. Um, Another uh, thing about the Carolina rig compared to like a Texas rig is you got that big weight and you're, you're kicking up the bottom a bunch and it might not seem a lot to us, but the fish can hear it. They could feel it. They could see what's happening and it kind of like piques their curiosity. And if they're looking at, I've had a lot of fish like, I'm sure you have too, but like you feel like they bit the weight. Yeah. And that's definitely happened. But um, I've experienced if they do 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 that and you just keep pulling eventually, like obviously your worms getting to them too. So yeah. then they're going to bite that out. too. Yeah. What the heck is this thing? <laughs> I miss yeah, it. for sure. But it, it, I've definitely, it's weird because it's like I've thrown a Texas rig in the same areas that I've thrown like a Carolina rig and they don't eat it. Mm-hmm. So I don't, there's definitely something to it. I couldn't tell you exactly what it is, you know, other than like it's a more natural presentation. It's, you know, it's a little bit different than what they see all the time. Yeah. You know, and I wonder if too, because you have that fluorocarbon leader kind of just swaying out there, if there's any natural current in the water, right? like even when you pause, I'm sure that bait is still fluttering, especially with like, uh, like yeah. the baby destroyer, or the, even the big destroyer that you're fishing mm-hmm. with tails. So, well, Actually, um, I don't know if like I've experienced this up north is you have you ever seen carp feeding and there'd be smallmouth by them? Have you ever seen that? I've actually seen largemouth by carp or, or largemouth. Yeah. So like same theory is like something's kicking up the bottom and it piques their curiosity. And then all of a sudden you have something that looks like a crayfish or like some kind of bait floating after it. They have to eat it. So like, they, you know, it's a lot of bites. I feel like are curiosity, you know, so like you're doing something down there, you know, kicking up the bottom and moving stuff around. So would you say the Carolina rig is one of your favorite techniques to throw? (sighs) My favorite technique. I mean, it sounds, you know, everyone says this, but my favorite technique is like, I know what catches a fish, but it is a wacky worm. But uh, (laughs) No, but like, it's one of those things where 
it's been around forever and I feel like nobody utilizes it anymore. Right. Or you'll have hear guys like say, I hate it. I won't throw right. it. And I'm just like, all right, but it catches fish. It's, so it's, why do you hate it? <laughs> yeah. Know? It just doesn't make sense to me. Like Does everybody guy, wants to have like that image that they can catch them on something big. Like look at, I mean, do look, I love throwing a flipping a jig to a dock yeah. with 25 pound floor carving? Yes. But look you at know. swim baits right now, like big glide baits. Everyone is like on that fad and people yeah. are like leaving all the stuff that is tried and true and mm -hmm. tournament fishing and just catches them. So right. it, it's funny. Yeah, I feel the, like when's the last time a glide bait won a major tournament, like solely on a glide bait, maybe a one day event, but never multi days. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not denying that they have power, like, and they have their time and place, but you know, everything does really. 100%. So, but well, before I keep you too much longer, are you mm -hmm. ready for the last question? Even though Maybe. I said there was two I and so. I asked you four. So, <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, fishing is weird how you could just talk about the same stuff over and over and it doesn't get boring. That is true. You know? One so. of the few <laughs> sports that you can continually ramble on about nonsense and enjoy it. So, yeah. And that's yeah. what most of fishing is to me is nonsense. But if you break it down simply, <laughs> you can catch more fish. So, all right, Steve. Yeah. Well, the final question of the show is the juice of the show, and it's been customized mm -hmm. by Do It Molds, right? Which right. if you like to create your own custom tackle, um, there's a link down below in the description. But the Do It Molds juice of the show is what is one tip you would tell our viewers that will allow them to catch more bass with the Carolina rig. Don't fish it too fast. You know, I, I was thinking about this, you know, um, a lot of, a lot of times with Carolina rig, I just feel like you can fish it too fast because it's like a heavy thing that's on the bottom. You could just keep, you know, like you sometimes, I mean, you're using a three quarter, you can almost just like reel it in and it's like, yeah. you know, but you got to understand it's, it's a plastic down there. You know, so you could, I've caught some, this is, this is, you know, I got, you know, me, I got my dog in the boat and he'll be like doing weird stuff. I've literally had fish where I cast my Carolina rig out and I'll put my rod down and I'll like go get my dog, like some water or something. And then I'll pick up my rod like 30 seconds later and there's a fish on it. I hadn't even moved it, you know, so stupid fish. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's been times where, you know, you know, with the electronics now too, you know, we got 360. I know where, exactly where brush pile is. I'll throw a Carolina rig and drag it up to the brush pile and just like let it sit there. And I'll be like, well, I guess there's not one there. And as soon as I think to like move it, then one bites it. Yeah. So what the heck? Yeah. I feel like there's only three techniques that you can really have that happen to you with, right? A wacky mm -hmm. worm, a drop shot, and a Carolina rig. Because yeah, it seems like much. the less you do with those, the more action they give and the more bites you get. Yeah, it just I think it comes back to like how natural and yeah. um not even like natural, but like it's not scary to fish. All right. Like sometimes they're scared of like a crankbait, you know. Yeah, wouldn't you with a big loud rattling thing come flying <laughs> by your head? Like yeah. what the hell? <laughs> or or a 10 inch glide bait. Yeah. Or like a you're like a 15 inch bass. <laughs> yeah, I like I can get I don't even want to go on the rabbit hole of talking about glide baits because I feel like most <laughs> of the fish that try to eat those aren't trying to eat it. They're trying to kill it because they don't know what it is and they're pissed yeah. that it's around them. And yeah. That's why you get them because they're always hooked on the outside of the mouth. Almost always. Yeah. So, 
but but just just one more thing about the Carolina rig is like experiment with it too. Like it is really cool. Like on some of these schools of fish, I'll find like they're eating the baby destroyer, and then I'm like, well, I'll put this on there, and I'll put this on there, and like throw it in there, and like it is weird how you could throw a bait in there that won't get like some nights they won't eat a senko on a Carolina rig, but then like they'll swallow a baby destroyer. And then you'll go back like two days later and they won't touch that, but they'll swallow a Senko. So it's like, just keep trying different stuff. Whatever you know? the flavor of the day is. Yeah. Fish are weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, everything's weird. Well, Steve, I want to say thanks for coming on and taking mm-hmm. out this short time to join us here on the lab. It's greatly appreciated. And I'm sure we'll be talking some other techniques here yeah. in the future. If you're thanks for having me, of course. So, but for now, um, I'll let you get out of here and we'll chat. I'll be uh, expecting a call for the wacky rig one. <laughs> Sounds good, buddy. Well, you have a good day. All right. I'll talk all right, to bro. you. Soon. See, ya. See ya. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in here to this week's episode of the lure lab. I just want to say, it seems like lately last few weeks, uh, the shows that we've been putting together have been talking about techniques that are almost like forgotten about. We've, talked about the Carolina rig today. We are talking about the old school technique a few weeks ago with the float and fly with Caleb Bell. And then uh, now this week, Carolina rig, last week tubes. It's been fun. I I kind of enjoy these old school techniques that have gone away. Another one that I can think about is a spinner bait where we know the drawing power it has and it catches really big fish. But if you're tuned in here as we wrap up on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Throw a comment below what your Carolina rig setup is. I would greatly like to see that. If you're on MP3, one of the um, podcast platforms, your favorite listening app like Spotify or Apple, please leave us a review down below. Helps us be seen to everyone in the bass fishing world who loves to listen to podcasts. And we greatly appreciate it. But until next week, we will see you then. Mm -hmm.